0: at 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side segment. Last week, our official KFUO apostolic representative, St. Peter, started to tell us the story of Mary Magdalene. He was telling us how she was the most faithful of Jesus' disciples. Peter, uh, are, are you there? uh yes
1: i am gary uh that is what you were telling us right last week That's right, yes. Of all of Jesus' followers, Mary Magdalene was the most dedicated. Uh, You know, she supported him and the disciples during their travels throughout Galilee. Uh, She was there at Jesus' cross when he died. Uh, She was one of a handful of women who accompanied Jesus to his grave. And then early Easter morning, she got up in order to anoint his body in death. She was faithful to Jesus while he was living and was faithful Unto him, even unto death.
0: You told us despite her love and faithfulness, she ended up doing a very
1: foolish thing. What foolish thing were you talking about? Well, why don't we pick up the story as recorded by my compatriot, the Apostle John? Uh, If you'd start reading there, Gary, at the beginning of John chapter 20. Okay,
0: now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb.
1: As I said, she came with good intentions. In love and commitment to her Lord, Mary came to anoint his body. But as you read, things took a surprising turn. Obviously, someone had beaten her to the tomb, for the stone was rolled away. Uh, Read on, Gary. Okay, so
0: she, Mary, ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one who Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him.
1: Now, of course, uh, you and I, Gary, and all of our listeners know exactly what had happened. Jesus had risen. Uh, But despite her faithfulness, Mary uh, refuses to believe that fact. Well,
0: Wait a minute let's let's be fair, Peter. A lot of people had trouble believing that
1: well, that's true, Gary, uh, but as we said, mary was was the faithful disciple. Uh, the empty tomb was enough to make me a believer, and I was the disciple who denied him three times. Uh, Perhaps we should excuse Mary this one time for not believing. I mean, after all, the empty tomb itself was not all that impressive or convincing. But, you know, Mary has no excuse, for God gave her even more powerful signs. And yet she still didn't believe. What are you talking about, Peter? Well, well, go ahead. Continue reading there with John chapter 20, verses uh, 11 through 13. Okay, and Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as
0: she wept, she stopped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been laying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken
1: away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Well, Now, Gary, wouldn't you think two angels, two angels, mind you, would be enough to convince a person that he is not here. He has arisen, but apparently not enough for hard-hearted and hard-headed Mary. Uh, But the matter only gets worse. Read on, Gary.
0: Having said this, Mary turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. That really is something, Peter. Mary sees Jesus
1: with her own two eyes and yet still refuses to believe. I think that's an important point uh, for all of us. And what's that, Peter? I I think most of us are like Mary. Uh, We are faithful people. We go to church regularly, make our offerings faithfully, say our prayers every day. The problem is none of this guarantees we'll have faith when we need it. Mary was as faithful and as loving as you can get, but she still had trouble believing. Now, are
0: you trying to discourage us from being faithful? Oh,
1: no. No, not at all. You know, uh, faithfulness is its own reward. As one who was unfaithful, I can testify to that fact. I regretted my denial of the Lord every day I lived. Even though I knew that denial, like all my sins, was completely forgiven. I would have given anything to trade places with Mary. To have her faithfulness. To have remained at Jesus' side in his suffering and death? No one ever regrets being faithful. You know, I never met a dying Christian who said, my only regret in life is that I didn't sleep in more on Sunday mornings. (laughs) So if
0: faithfulness is such a good thing, then why doesn't it help us to have faith?
1: Simply because faith is never a result of anything we do. Faith is always a gift given by God. There's just no other way to have faith. But in that regard, I I suppose there is an advantage to being faithful. What's that? Well, it has to do with the way God gives faith. Uh, Gary, if you wouldn't mind reading again that last part of that text from John. Okay. Supposing him to be
0: the gardener, Mary said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary... She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni.
1: You see, Mary did not believe because she saw an open tomb. She did not believe because she saw two angels. Why, she didn't even believe when she saw Jesus right in front of her eyes. Come to think of it, that's
0: really no surprise. The Bible says that faith is the hope in things unseen, not things
1: that are seen. Exactly, Gary. And so Mary came to faith not by sight, but by hearing the word of Jesus. Only when he spoke to her did she believe. And it was not a general word he spoke either, not just a word of facts and history and stories, but a very specific word that addressed her by name.
0: So what does that have to do with
1: faithful people having an advantage? People who are faithful have the same opportunity to hear that personal word of Jesus every week. Now understand, I'm not being critical. We we all need time to get away. But God does not give faith on the golf course. He does not give faith when you cast your lure into the lake. He does not give faith as you lie in your sleeping bag under the trees. He gives faith only where he speaks his word. I get it now. And
0: in church is where he speaks the faith-giving
1: word. And again, not a general word of history and facts. In church, he speaks a very specific word, a word that, just as in Mary's case, calls us by name. What's your full name, Gary?
0: Gary Allen Duncan.
1: You probably don't remember it, Gary. But there was a day when God spoke your name. Gary Allen Duncan, the Lord said. And at that same time, the name of God was spoken, and the water of baptism was poured upon you. From that time on, your name was eternally intertwined with the name of God. For the very first time, Jesus spoke your name and gave you faith, just as he had given it to Mary that morning in the garden.
0: Okay, I I think I'm beginning to see the point too, Peter. God gives us faith in church and then continues to nourish and strengthen that faith
1: over time. As we hear his word, that's absolutely true. Uh, as with Mary, uh, the word of God speaks to us in his church as not a generic word, but, but a very personal word. Why like, like, consider the Lord's Supper? It's not just a statement of history and facts, the story of a body given and blood shed, but, but Jesus speaks a very personal word in that supper.
0: I know what you mean, Peter. Jesus speaks of the body given for us and the blood shed for us us. Exactly.
1: And that is also something I have to constantly remind that Pastor Lekomsky uh, concerning his preaching. What do you mean? Well, when he gets up to preach on a Sunday morning, we just don't want to hear a story about some biblical character and the wonderful things they did, Like, like Mary Magdalene. We want to hear how that story impacts us. And you see, the story of Mary Magdalene is our story. Like us, she was a faithful, loving follower of Jesus. But like us, She still had her doubts. And like
0: us, she got faith, not by her works, but by Jesus giving that faith to her.
1: Gave it to her through his word, exactly like he gives it to us. Peter,
0: that reminds me of a word of God. The Lord says, my word will not return to me empty, but will accomplish the purpose for which it is sent, giving seed to the sower
1: and bread for the hungry. Good passage, Gary. And we all know the Lord does not lie. So let us strive to be faithful Christians, but let us remember faith is something God gives us through his word. As always, thank you for your insights, Peter. May God give us such faith. Uh, By the way, Gary, I I see Ash Wednesday is coming up. I I mention it because um, I have a special guest for you during the Lenten season. And who might that be? Well, as my sainted grandmother used to say, that's for me to know and you to find out. Well,
0: uh, I guess we'll look forward to that surprise then. Uh, I'm always looking forward to a surprise guest. Thanks so much for being with us today, Peter. We are the Messenger of Good News. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO Radio. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our podcast, including this segment, available wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFUO Radio.